Man, thanks for coming and talking to me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm interested in the things you do. And, uh, you know, one of the things that um, in my life that I, uh, I would say lack is um, just good, solid conversation. And uh, I think there's a lost art in just having conversation that doesn't have to have a winner. And it doesn't have to have yeah. a, a reason. And it doesn't have to have uh, a purpose even. It's saying, it's okay just to have a conversation with someone that you respect and someone that um, whether or not you have the same views and everything that you go, yeah, I just, you know what, uh, you can take something, even if what you take out of it is, I definitely don't agree with that person. Yeah. Uh, that, that, can, that can be it. But um, it also uh, creates a different respect for um, open minds. That's true. And to do it in person is... Man, yeah. I took that for granted until COVID. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. Now it's, it's so great to have somebody in person to talk to. Now I know the difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and, and you also see that uh, um, when people who kind of crave that kind of conversation or crave that interaction, um, there's really not anything else um, fake that takes the place of that. And so... Yeah, you uh, can't replace it. No, you, you, yeah, you can't. Uh, if you... If you crave and your heart craves um, good conversation, um, buying something is not going to replace that or doing something is not going to replace that. That is something inherently that is um, important to you and it requires um, another person. Yeah, it's a social thing yeah, for sure. It's so interesting. There's a lot of ways to do it. I like your way of doing it. I see you on social media more than real life still. We, we cross paths often, yep. but not enough in my opinion. But on social media, I see you a lot trying to start conversations. And, yeah. And sometimes you get some people uh, that get it. And yeah. then you also wade through a lot of people that aren't, their first inclination isn't, isn't open-ended, open-minded conversation, you know. But you do it anyway. And I think I think that's a there's a thing about you where you're like willing to engage people all the time and and to be vulnerable. That's one of the biggest differences in my life. In the um, in the last four years, my life has changed um, exponentially. And uh, and finally, being vulnerable and even on social media, say I'm endorsing this or this is how I feel. And you're not inflicting your will on somebody else. Yeah. You're saying. This is what I'm thinking about. And a lot of times um, what I do in the mornings is I'll come up with a random word. And with that random word, I'll, in my own mind, think of a quote. I'll make a quote up. So almost all the quotes that I post are my something I've, I've kind of come out of my own head. But if I can come up with a quote on that word that kind of... Um, that kind of describes or kind of gives the, the feeling of how I feel about that word, then um, I feel like I understand that word better. And sometimes it takes 30 seconds, sometimes it takes hours. And then I can come up with something and I go, that encompasses. And that's a good uh, thought exercise for me to be able to, um, to, be able to, to express how I'm feeling about something. Yeah, your your uh, statements, your declarations, you call you call them quotes, but you're quoting yourself. Yeah. You're cr you're making these things up. That when I read them, I'm like, man, this is full of wisdom. Like those aren't easy to come by, and I and I hope that a lot of people get it because you know you can read things lots of ways. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> and, and 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 what it does for me, it also helps me to um, if I read what something else, somebody else 
says, mm-hmm. then I, I go, I don't just immediately get defensive about it, whether I'm, whether I agree or disagree. I go, I wonder what this means to them because the same thing can be something different to somebody else. And then if you, mm-hmm. then if you think, I wonder what they were thinking or what they're going through when they had this thought, yeah. then all of a sudden, uh, it kind of opens your mind up a little bit. And you, uh, the main thing is, is you give grace. You give grace to other people because um, you may agree, you may disagree, but if they say it in a way that they've thought about it, what I don't, and I don't go for somebody that just um, wants to be the loudest voice in the room mm-hmm. and they blast stuff and because they... Um, uh, they haven't thought about it. They haven't thought things right. through. Yeah. They're they're parroting someone else or parroting somebody else's thoughts. But if someone's, man, if I really don't agree with it, but I think, God, they thought about this and they're going through something different, man, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah, trying to, it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, okay, you know, I may not connect with them ever, but um, I'm going to learn something of their viewpoint through what they're saying. Yeah, for sure. I get it. I don't respond to people's emotional reactions either. Um, (laughs) because, and I'm not, not because I think they're jerks. We all do it. Oh, sure. We all emotionally respond, but like my, well, my practice of stoicism, it taught me specifically, I don't even respond to my own emotional reactions. I try not to do that either. So like when I read something, I'm like, okay, that's how I feel about it. But that wasn't a choice I made. That's just something that happened. Sure. So, okay, now I'm going to read it again and see what it really says. And when I, when I see people speaking that aren't doing that process, they're just they're showing me their reaction. I'm okay with it, but I don't engage either. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I mean uh, yeah, uh, it, every time the Dollar General store opens up, people lose their minds. And it triggers people. And they want to, like, post all this stuff about – and I go – so I don't even – put my opinion, I just like get away from that because that's not a, that's a, a, a reaction. That is an emotion about something to go, yeah. but you're, they're even thinking this through. Uh, and so uh, I, ju- yeah. I just, I, I just go. <laughs> yeah. And so for me to um, even comment, even if I think I'm going to try to change the tone of this, I'm just participating. And then someone else is going to uh, jump on. And I go, I don't want to, I don't want to encourage this. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to, but, <laughs> yeah. but if someone tries to say something that's positive or something that's, um, and then I will, uh, I will, even if I think, uh, I don't agree, but how can I, how can I, uh, engage in this in a way that, um, I don't, um, sacrifice my own beliefs, but that I also can celebrate, um, their, thinking yeah yeah why not you can't why can't you do both it's it's not impossible i think it's so strange in our culture right now everybody believes it's like a left or right or this team or that team or one way or the other like it could there's so many times that things could just be all of those things sure like especially when you're dealing with another human like and and uh you know until you until you kind of know where they're coming from or know where they're at and um uh, then i go yeah and i'm just gonna give them grace man i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna and and you know life is hard Mm -hmm. life is really hard man and so i i just go uh how can i um what can i if i can't make this situation better then i'm gonna walk away from it i'm not i'm not gonna join in to the uh yeah that's i'm not perspective yeah i mean you know i'm not gonna uh i want to i want to share peace not join the chaos yeah that's 
That's wise. That's how you avoid joining a mob. It's and and if you um, you can simplify your life um, a lot by um, simplifying your thoughts. And so that doesn't mean you got to be a Luddite and get rid of all your technology and, and live in a, you know, live in a hut in the woods and make cheese. It just means you can simplify your life by simplifying your thoughts and simplifying by the things that you give energy to and the things that you give time to. Mm. And, um, yeah. uh, I was, I was just, uh, I was just at my insurance agent and they, I have have never met this person live and had them for years. And we were talking about whether I'm insured correctly or not insured correctly. And, and I said, you know, I've had a, I've had a rough few years and, uh, and through that rough few years, um, my insurance wasn't my main thought. I just paid it. And I thought whether it was right or wrong, I thought I needed to focus on, uh, some, some life things and some emotional things and some mental things. And so whether or not it was a good business decision or not, that was irrelevant. I, I needed the, I needed the, the health, uh, in my life to be more important. And now I've kind of, um, feel like I've kind of got grips around that a little bit. And so now I could focus on some of the business things and some of the financial things. And, but I wasn't trying to do all that and, and, and be a, a mess or a train wreck. Yeah, it's prioritizing. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I love that. It's so important. And especially when you're dealing with other people, like me and you are going to exchange ideas. Like how I feel about your ideas is not, not really all that useful. Like if not, it's not going to help me understand you better. Yeah, most people don't change their mind because they lost an argument. No. <laughs> so, no. So, so we, we, don't, we don't sit here and talk about whatever the topic is, whether it be religion or politics or something else. Yeah. And finally, I've raised my voice enough, and finally Dustin goes, you know what? You're right. You're right. I agree. Yep. It <laughs> yeah. never happens. Yes. No, it doesn't no, ever no, happen. It, it doesn't happen. And so what happens but is— But there's a lot of that happening. Oh, for sure. And it's because you, they, people get wore out and they give up. And, and they say, oh, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to agree with this person. And yeah, I, no, I mean, there's a lot of people yelling their feelings at each other, but not, um, and it's really ineffective. <laughs> it, on, on one level, I could say a lot about it, but I'll just say it's ineffective strategy. I, I would agree. And, and, uh, and it just doesn't, um, um, at the end, nothing has really changed. At at the end of that, people not still the, not for the better. No, that's what I mean. They just they just feel the way they feel, and and uh, so um, man, yeah. I just now they know they don't like you because <laughs> yeah, you fought over it. There, yeah, because yeah, there, there's people that there's people that um, that go nuts on some small little insignificant things and make a big deal about it, and then that changes how I think about them as a person, even uh, yeah. only because I'm go I go they did they can't even handle this dumb thing right they can't even you sure. know and i go i don't i don't know that that's i'm not the rest of their energy must be similar to that that's fair fair judgment you know i was in um years ago i was in india in a place called rapidly india and i was uh working at a, a big orphanage 2500 kids in this orphanage and we did a a medical 
um, mission as well as some other things. And so um, they always tell me whenever I travel, they always say, hey, don't leave the group, don't leave the compound. And first thing I'm doing is leaving the group, leaving the compound everywhere I go. And oh, that's uh, cool. so, I mean, I went had a, you know, I had a silk suit made and, and went down and, and uh, just met people and stuff and eating off uh, street vendors. But anyway, I was walking down this town and uh, I was kind of, kind of lost, whatever. And I turned this corner and there was a courtyard in this place in India. Now, India is... Um, people say, what's India like? And I said, for one, it's the most colorful place I've ever been to in my life. The colors are amazing. The other thing is, it would be like living at the state fair. If you can imagine, <laughs> if you can imagine going to the state fair on the busiest night in the, in the, uh, on the midway and just live there. That nice. is the, the chaos and the crowd. And everything else. <laughs> but anyway, so I turned this corner, this little town and in this little courtyard, there were benches on four sides in a square. And there were a bunch of older gentlemen wearing white robes and white hair and white beards sitting in a, in a square. And I said, Oh, Sorry, excuse me, I just kind of stepped out into it. And one of the gentlemen spoke English. They spoke Telugu in that area, but I didn't speak Telugu. They, and he said, sir, would you like to join our discussion? And I said, yeah, I'm cool with that. And uh, they two guys scooted down, and only one or two of the guys out of the 12 or so spoke English. And um, they were, they, the guy said, we meet twice a week to just discuss life. And man, the discussion went a couple hours, and and finally I realized that they were people were probably sending out the you know helicopters looking for me <laughs> and stuff, and I had to excuse myself, and I thanked them so much, and but the whole oh, conversation, so dude, they were just talking about life stuff, and they were talking about, and they disagreed, and the the, the two guys that spoke English would kind of interpret, um, and. Um, I listened mostly. I did interject some things, and there was some uh, back and forth, and it was all respectful. And you could tell people were passionate and that people disagreed passionately, but it was so well done and so respectful. And in the end, they got up and they laughed, and they were old friends, and they uh, went back to their different ways. And um, so, so for me, I thought, man, that uh, in life, how can I be a part of that, if not even physically, even in a, an online world or something where I can be that, uh, uh, that uh, person that can conversate, that can listen, that can interject, but I don't have to agree. But in the end, it's okay. Yeah, that's it, man. That respect. It was, what an experience. That's so cool. That's a cool story. Man, I'll bet they had, like, some pretty good wisdom, too. Oh, yeah. And, and India is so old, and they have such great yeah. wisdom. I'd love to go. Yeah, it, it, uh, India is wonderful, and, it, and it's just a, a great experience. And, and um, um, But I just always remember that, thinking, man, what would that be like if you could just hang out with people that you respected, and everybody respected each other, and in the end, we... Um, we still hug and shake hands, and and even if uh, our viewpoint hasn't changed at all, we have um, we've shared we've shared that moment, we've shared that that time, and uh, no, I, that's it's that's so important. For, I mean, for that, sure, the conversation among humans and just public discourse, even well, like I mean, the ability to do it right. Is so important, and I feel like we're kind of losing that in the public. Well, but we've we've you're a great example. Well, thanks, but I can tell you, Dustin, we've shortened everything 
we've shortened everything and it's and it's not wrong it's not right it's but we've shortened everything yeah to i mean originally twitter you know yeah. and we look at the original how many characters are originally supposed to be oh yeah and you know what twitter was better then and then all of a sudden they said you know what this is not enough let's add let's expand that mm-hmm. you know and so they expanded that and because um everything it has to be and and we've got down to where we text um we just put a k yeah I mean, you're not worth an O in yeah, my right. life. You're not. You're, you're sure not worth O K A Y, but yeah. you're uh, you're you're worth it. And and so even that idea where everything yeah. is just compressed in a different way to where where um, we want to we want to get our point across in um, the fewest possible um, characters. Yeah, that's right. And 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 that uh, that all affects listening quite For a bit. Sure. Very, very few people are really interested in listening very much at all. Yeah, because uh, it, because I, you can't tell tone. You can't tell tone um, um, from um, text or from emails, or you can't tell. Right, and yeah. and, and even... Uh, so you, you think it's like dulled people's inclination to listen deeply. Yeah, I mean, if uh, do you know anybody that's a great storyteller? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> those are those are you talk about people that are should be protected. People that when they tell a story in any instance, all of a sudden, I mean, everybody just stops. Mm-hmm. And and it can be a funny story, it can be a serious story, it can be whatever it is, and they're just a great storyteller. Yeah. And and I go, uh, that's it's such a what happens is it's been such a rare thing in our life now that somebody's like that because everything else has gone to. Um, this just a, a communication that is um, functional, yeah, highly efficient. Yeah, so so we're we're gonna we're gonna make it so our communication is is more functional and efficient. And uh, if someone is just a great storyteller, and in the end the story was apropos to nothing, <laughs> it just was a great story. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't have to do with anything. Yeah. and in the end you just go, dude, I was I didn't learn anything or I didn't know anything. But that what a what a wonderful story and. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that, um, and when you meet people like that, and you you realize that's lacking in your life, it just is. It's people who are just genuinely able to communicate in a way. Um, my goal no longer in life, well, I don't think it ever was, was um, was wealth or fame or um, or things. Um, I want to be interesting. That's great. I mean, when it boils down to that, I want to be interesting, and and uh, and when someone is interesting, then um, it doesn't come. It comes from a life of adventure. People, even if it's even if they're interesting, even if they've never left Kokomo, their life is an adventure in some way, and whether whether it be mental adventure or physical adventure or something, but they're interesting because they know things and they can express things. But um, you mean like interesting to yourself and other people, right? Yeah, sure. So so yeah. uh, so there, there's people that that there are. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean it's I, great. It's great because I just redid my life vision i always have a vision something specific i'm trying to do with my life i learned this like early on and then i'll do it and i notice mine changes over time a lot sure my most recent one was um to live a a deeply meaningful life and make a profound positive impact so like deeply meaningful and interesting are like very close oh for sure i I mean because let me tell you what interesting does um, there's a lot of times, um, 
social media, for example, uh, for me, if I am an interesting follow, if I'm an interesting follow on Facebook or Instagram, or I do TikTok a little bit, but not much, but if I'm an interesting follow um, and people, it's, it's just interesting to follow along with um, my life and things. Then when I have something that I think is important to say, they'll listen. Because yeah. I because I haven't been dull or loud or obnoxious, and they're not going to just thumb through it. They're going to say, you know, generally Kevin's interesting. So that's my goal. Because then, if I have, if I want to be, um, if I want to make a difference with something, then they'll give me um, they'll give me the grace for me to say that. Doesn't mean they're going to be changed. But sure. it, so uh, if you're if you're um, an interesting follow in life, whether it be social media or just in life, then when you do have something that you think this is important and this is something I want to stand on, people will give you a better audience. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great plan. That's a great idea. How, how do you become more interesting? Do you think like, what is it you do to, to help yourself be more interesting? Well, um, I think it has to do, you know, the term well-read. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not classically educated, um, so I barely got out of high school, and um, uh, but I consider myself well-read. And in this day and age, well-read also means podcast. It also means sure. uh, audio books are well-read or well-listened to. And yeah, so, I think so uh, learning for sure, learning yeah. and having a uh, and then uh, and experience a lot uh, of experiences yeah. in life, and it doesn't always come with age. I know some older people that are idiots. So it doesn't mean that you automatically get wise. You don't. It's you not don't, automatic. No, I, I know some. I know some kids who are really wise, man, and just say yeah. some really wise things. That's um, that adventure part. It, it is, but the adventure yeah. of it. Um, you know, uh, the other day I was I was just thinking about my life and and where I'm at in my life, and I thought I like to live my life between the two between the two trapezes. Yeah, you let great. go of one. And you're reaching for the other one, that's, and there's right. a there's a thrill, and there's a danger, and there's a uh, there's a there's faith, a, there's a faith, and there's <laughs> a and there's things you have to do on your own, but you also have to rely on gravity. You also have to rely on some physics, and yeah. and so it's just a uh, it's a momentum. It is. It, there's just that. I like <laughs> word so pictures, but if I live my life between the two trapezes, um, then um, I, I can tell you, I I hope that because of that, I'm more interesting. I think so. I think that's a great one too because it sort of tells you something about yourself. What what do you what do you think at first? Oh my god, I'm going to fall. That's the type of person you are right now. Or this is exciting. That's the type of person you are right now. You you um and it also is letting go. Surrender, yeah. So you're you're letting go of safety a yeah. lot of times and uh that takes a, a faith or that takes a um it also takes a willingness to fall. Yeah. Uh, and um, if you don't, uh, because, um, and listen, I don't, man, if people have lived safe lives their whole life and, and people have, uh, you know, if, if someone were to tell me, you know, I met my wife when I was 16 and she was 15 and we dated for two years and we got married and I had a job in a factory and um, we have four beautiful kids and 11 beautiful grandkids and I lived in the same house 40 years and I love my wife and I love my grandkids and I love my life. That's a beautiful story. 
Yeah. There's no inherent adventure in that, but that's a beautiful story. And so a, a, a beautiful story to one's life doesn't have to have lions and, and F-16s and, and, uh, and snake bites. Um, a beautiful story just has to be what your, what your life is. And, and so even for an adventure, um, for me, that would be an adventure in someone's life to live that life and to arrive at a place where they have been stable. That's an adventure. Stability is not easy. So even to have that, yeah. So I think that is an adventure. It's a different kind. It, it is, but but but, but and, they, there's plenty of lions and snakes and and pitfalls in trying to hold together a stable thing for forty or 50 oh, there years. there is. And so so I just to to be interesting. I mean, a life of adventure yeah. and um, being well read and uh, being vulnerable because mm. because uh, you you don't learn unless you're vulnerable. That's right. You don't. I mean, because if if you if you um, don't say, I don't know what I'm doing here, or I don't know anything about that, yeah, or finding or, your or this is yeah, finding your ignorance, or yeah. saying this is how I feel about this. I feel, um, and then all of a sudden, when you're when you're vulnerable, you can learn, and when you learn things, then that makes you uh, more interesting, and so. I just think that um, it's just a, a way of saying, um, and then I think that part of being interesting is being uh, able to communicate it. What, yes. if, what if you what if you had this unbelievably crazy story that was so cool and so wild and everything, but you couldn't communicate it? Yeah. There's people like that. There's people that and and it's difficult. Communication is very difficult. I think we underrate. The, the amount of work it takes to be a good communicator. You know, that you have to take a feeling and a weird mix of ideas that we don't even understand where they come from and make them into words that are articulate. And then to do it in such a way that another person can decode that and Whoa. put it into their feelings and their complicated psychology, it's a major feat. It is because people can absolutely... Um, you, you have to... If you want to be a good communicator, you have to... Think, how is the other person or persons going to receive this? Yeah. And so, so you go, I, if I had this idea or this story, I have to do it in a way that we are on the same page. Uh, we're, we're on the same wavelength right. on this. So you have, to, um, you have to be able to articulate things and, uh, and express things in a way that um, are going to be understood. And uh, otherwise, what you've got is a monologue. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, yeah. and, and it is. So, so I know a lot of people that, that will give you a monologue. And a monologue yeah. is they don't want to be understood. They want to tell you how they feel, period. Or it's and, almost sometimes like they just want to get it out. Oh, that, it, they it, don't even care if the, they're listening. The, there's, you know what, and I have uh, tried to be um, cognizant of that and empathetic of that and go, you know what, this is for them. <laughs> they need yeah. they especially if someone goes on a crazy rant and someone and they're you know whether it be a broken heart or a, something about their job and I go you know what I'm just gonna let them um, this is just a dump right here and so I'm gonna yeah. let them just Don't I'm gonna I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna just let it dump and and uh, I'm not going to um, try to fix anything I'm not going to try to interject anything I'm going to listen I'm going to pay attention and uh, give them this moment and uh, and then you know. At least at some point, whether you say it verbally or in your head, you're thinking, 
are you done? And if you, when yeah, you cook, are done. Right. And, and so then, and then yeah. you can see whether they, uh, a lot of times when they're done, they'll exhale. Their, their shoulders might go a little bit limp yeah. a little bit. And then you go, Hey, you know, uh, watch the Colts game yesterday. And you can, you can <laughs> yeah. kind of direct it, you know, they, yeah, yeah, because they've, but you've given them that moment sure. and, uh, and that's, that's healing for some people. But let me tell you, people that do that all the time, it's not a good mode of existence. Well, let me it? tell you, uh, let me tell you, anybody that does that all the time live. I don't make a point to be around them sure. on Facebook. There's a thing called snooze 30 days and the snooze 30 days means I'm still with you, but I, I can't take you right now. I'm, oh, uh, yeah. and dude, I, I did discover that dude. Uh, it, the, you can say, I don't want to get rid of this person in my life. I just can't hear this for 30 days. I can't hear, uh, a, this discourse about whatever it is who constantly just, um, dump yeah. like that. Yeah. And, that happens to everybody. You know, uh, there was somebody on Facebook that I, I grew up in school with and just, always everything is just so negative and it's just such a it's such a drag and one time i put on uh, i commented i said you know i'm going to challenge you uh to once a day put a post about something good happened in your life and his wife hearted that and i thought imagine what her life is like she has to hear it. I'm, I only yeah. have to see it, and wow. I and I can and his and, wife liked it. Yeah, yeah I wonder because, if that sent a good message to him. Well, I'm gonna tell you, it, 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 it's all I know is that he he did try it for a few days anyway, and then he went back to his old ways, and I snoozed him again. But uh, <laughs> but the challenge was to say, yeah, okay, I know you feel that way, man. I know that you're you know you're a, and it was all this victim thing, and I go just but find something good, man. I don't care if you say I had the best bowl of soup that I've had in a long time, or or what a beautiful day this is, yeah. or or uh, something. And I said, you know, that way you're posting something, and um, I don't. Know I love him. the way that you challenge people with, and you do it with respect, and it's genuine. Yeah, like you, I, I want the not, best for this guy. I, yeah, which I think is fantastic. And also, you do this this amazing thing. I call it amazing. It's a superpower talent nowadays in today's world. Like when someone challenges you, the first thing you do is respond openly to the possibility that they might be right and you might be wrong. For sure. You don't see people do that anymore. Yeah, I, I mean... That's it, incredible. Well, here's the thing, too, is because if you challenge them about that, then you're also saying, um, prove it to me. Let me see the receipts on that. Because yeah. because it's real, it's it's likely that, that I maybe am wrong. But but let me tell you, um, if... If the if you take the stance of that's just the way it is, I'm not yeah. I'm not swayed. But uh, also, that well, I al- think that curious um, openness you have is 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 a is actually right. I think it's the only way you can we can grow as a person because like we know all of our old ideas were bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so so at this point in my life, um, I do not believe the world's flat. Um, but, right. but, but I'll say this, if someone's passionate and believes it and they, and they have an intelligent conversation, whatever I said, ah, let's, let's talk about it, man. And I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't go into that trying to say, I'm going to convince them it is not, I go, this is, this is their thing, not mine. And so, yeah, you know, show me some science, show me some, you know, whatever, and let me listen to you. And, and, uh, what's interesting is, is on something like that, is you can find out a lot about that person that's outside of that subject. Why, 
why do they believe in this? And why do they? Um, and in, in my opinion, on some of those subjects, they don't really believe that themselves. They just want to be part of something. Yeah. So now they're part of the flat earthers and now they're, and now it's, yeah. it's, it, now it's us against them and it's us against the world. And, and there's uh, a lot of that team joining. It, it, it is. And so, uh, so I, I go, yeah, it's, it's all right. I mean, I'm, I'm okay to hear your thoughts or whatever. And the only thing that I won't do that with is uh, a lot of social justice things. So I, I'm not giving a racist any time. I'm just not, I'm not going to give um, people who are, um, who are probably um, just generally mean to other people because of social demogra- uh, social and social economical demographics. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to give them my curiosity. Um, yeah, there's no reason to swim around in a pool of ignorance um, because you always run the risk of absorbing. Yeah, and and the, and the other thing is, like everybody, it, we all think that we could never like adopt a bad idea. Yeah, we all could. It, it also it's dangerous to hang around. It also um, brings out a pettiness in me I don't like. Yeah, sure. And so and That's so very self aware. So so all of a sudden, if 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 somebody says uh, if somebody says um, um, you know it's a conversation where it's it's a social justice saying and and they're and they they're saying um, well they're they're all idiots. They spell it T H E R E. And I go, my inclination is to go, ah, okay. It's, if you're, if, it's if you're not, there. if you're, yeah, if you're not <laughs> smart enough to, uh, uh, so yeah. that's the pettiness. And, and that doesn't. It's becoming like, like them. Yeah. Sure. But, and so all of a sudden I go, this isn't helping anything. Me being petty about this isn't helping anything or me trolling something on there. Yeah. And I go, um, all I've done is made the comment section wilder. And, and so, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so just, in, I think, uh, yeah. giving people a chance to, and if someone's passionate about something, man, good for you. I, I, even if it's something I don't understand, man, I mean, uh, yeah. people that are passionate in life about things. That's what I like. I like I finding do. people that are wildly passionate about <laughs> Shit, that makes no sense to me. And I'm like, I got to hear all of this. Yep. I'm like, all of it. I'm like, I'm like, okay, so uh, you quit your job to play Pokemon Go. So, okay, uh, yeah, what's how's that going for you? I mean, you know, they're passionate about it. I go, dude, I'm inside, I'm going, uh, I don't get this at all. But um, a passion invigorates me. So, passion for anybody on something else that's in their life that they go, that's so, um, and, you know, like we talked about earlier, is, even on uh, on podcast or even on something where they're um, we're conversating with someone, when they get passionate, people do get louder, and yeah. and they yeah. do, and 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 all of a sudden they uh, they get more animated. They use their hands more, and I go, "Good for you, man!" I mean, Just uh, come alive. Well, man. do I don't want I don't I don't want to be a person or even know people that have no passion for anything. I want, yeah. I, want I want them to have. I don't care if it's a sports team. Yeah, and to be the or person music. that dragged them down, like you don't want to be that. No, one, man. Right? If someone, you know, if someone's, if someone's trying to, uh, you know, tell me how rockabilly is the best music ever, and I'm like, dude, go, tell me, man. I want to, I want to hear it. I want to, you know. Yeah. Um, but that just. What know, is, What is your favorite music? Man, you know what's crazy is on the way over here, I was listening to um, a lady called Queen Omega. And it's uh, it's it's kind of um, it's a Jamaican the kind of a kind of Rasta kind of music. Oh, nice. And there's a there's a Jamaica. group of them called Young Lions, and uh, none of them are young, but uh, it's a just such a good feel. And a lot of them are taking 
um, some uh, well-known um, rap music beats and they're coming over top with different lyrics and uh, so I've really been into that um, but I listen to a lot of Latin music yeah. I love I love Latin music especially a um, like classic type or like tr- tr- reggaeton newer stuff I or? listen to some reggaeton but uh, but more um, Vincente Fernandez, uh, classic Mexican music. Really? And, uh, and I mean, uh, when you listen to Vincente Fernandez and, and his son also sings, but when you listen to that and his power and the passion in his voice and, um, and even that they call banda music and banda music is more of the stuff from the countrysides and mariachi mm. style. And, um, it's you just, like that, huh? dude, it's just passionate. I mean, when you're listening to that and all of a sudden the, the flipping trumpets come blasting in like yeah, like they, do. they come in like like icicles <laughs> breaking and and yeah. i go man what's not to like about that <laughs> and funny. so it's deep down inside you're just a mexican party well man. i yeah i absolutely i, I get I, it i, I love I've it i've been man. to mexico and all i've been over both central america and some south america i love all the latin i do too vibe, i do too and, and so i i love miami I love San Diego. Miami's uh, very much Cuba. Oh yeah, and, and San Diego. I mean, I just love. But um, I just the there's a um, there's a different feel of um, that I need more in my life of living for the moment. And uh, in a in a Hispanic or Latin culture, they um, definitely uh, they have big giant parties they can't afford. <laughs> they just do, man. Yeah, they, they just do, and it's uh, important. They're and they're super generous with you know, and they're like, I, I'm paying for everything, man. You know, and and uh, you know, I got this new pair of boots, and these and they're awesome. And I go, ah, oh, man, how six hundred? You only make two hundred a week, and I go, ah, but, uh, so I'll, I won't eat for two weeks. But look at these boots, yeah. and and I go, I need to, I want to live like that a little bit more. Where where I'm, <laughs> I'm living for the moment, and yeah. I'm going, uh, man, they work hard. Too. Oh. Oh. Every time I feel like I'm a really hard worker, I just go to Mexico. Oh, it's it's or, I, I, or so, Colombia. I just went to Colombia recently. I just couldn't. Yeah, I saw that pictures. I, I've been to Honduras many times in yeah. Guatemala, so I've been to Honduras lots of times, and that's a that's a different similar. feel. Yeah, it's similar, but it's a little bit different. But um, so I like I like that music. Um, when I uh, when I'm training and working out, I listen to hip hop, and so um, I listen to and I listen to man a lot of classic hip hop, but I listen to a lot of new stuff. Coast Contra. Uh, Coast Contra is new, and man, they are, uh, it's great. And I listen to that. I'm going to have to um, check that out. Yeah, Coast Contra. You, uh, they, uh, it's just such a good, uh, good feel. I, I'm, I'm not big on country. Um, just not. Nothing against it. I don't need to have a discourse or anything about it. I'm just not that uh, into it. Um, I do like bluegrass a little bit, which is wildly different. And, um, but I like, yeah, I listen to a lot of music. Um, but I think for me, it's um, I try to put it in an application of where I'm at in my life right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if, it's like a theme song to your own movie, man. Sure, that, yeah. that's a great way. That's a great <laughs> yeah. way to. So, that's the way I think about. Yeah, it. it's a great way to look at. It. So when I walk in the woods, my soundtrack. I don't need it to be uh, uh, hip hop with a beat. Um, I listen to you know um, yeah. something something a little chill or something a little different it makes me think or something and and if I'm training working out well uh, I sure don't want um, Kenny G um, that's not that's not doing it <laughs> oh for the me. sax player uh, Kenny yeah, G. yeah yeah that's not that, that's not doing it for me when I'm when I'm trying to yeah. uh, train or whatever and so um, but I, you know I like a lot of new music and and um, I'm you know I, I'm just uh, um, but I, I like it for um, to fit the moment. That's great. That's a that's a great plan. So you have a lot of exploits 
in, in life too. You were talking about the orphanage you worked at. Yeah, I mean, in this India? was in India. It was uh, when was that? A long time ago. Uh, mi- uh, Mid two thousand. So okay. I don't know two thousand five or six or something like that. I mean, I've been in twenty four countries and um, did a lot of um, twenty four. Yeah, been, been to a lot of uh, did a lot of humanitarian projects. I mean, I drilled water. I've drilled water wells in in Africa, in Guinea, West Africa, nice. and um, you know raised money and bought a well drilling machine and shipped a well drilling machine that never did it before in my life. Oh, and, wow, so you uh, got all the way into that. You, oh, didn't, I, you didn't just show up and help. No, we, I, like. we, we had a we, there was a village in uh, in uh, Guinea, West Africa, that we had some friends who were linguists and um, there. And they were working on that tribe had never had a written language ever in the history of the they've written. So they were working on that, and they had a clinic. And they uh, they said, hey, in conversation, man, the water is terrible here. The wells dry up, and there's no clean water. And uh, so we started looking. A friend of mine started looking and trying to find somebody who could go do. A, so how can I hire somebody to go do a water project there? How can I hire? pure water for the nations or these places so we started calling these organizations they said we don't do any work in, in guinea and so you know it's uh, we're like dude i think we could do this never i've never did it in our life and and uh end yeah. up doing some research and raising uh, money and buying a well drilling machine and found a, a shipping company that brought bauxite from guinea to north carolina which is bauxite used as a raw material to make aluminum, and it went back empty. And we got a hold of the shipping company and let us talk. Anyway, we talked to the CEO of the whole humongous shipping company, Whoa. and he said, "Hey, man, if you're helping my country out, I'll take it back to you for I'll ship it for free." And so we went and drilled water wells and drilled um, three wells. The first, my myself and five other guys, and paid for the trip ourselves and financed it. And then we went back and we gave them the we gave them the equipment and we taught them how to use it. Went back six months later and um and drilled a few more wells and saw how they were doing and and I mean you, you know year to date they've uh you know they've had numerous numerous well they drill and they keep drilling for other villages and it's a, great. like a micro economy. But I did, you know, I've been to Kenya five or six times and Honduras a bunch of times and, and but all these were um were these kind of humanitarian type trips and then people started calling and saying hey um i've got this project in you know in in haiti we're gonna we're gonna do a sustainable farm in haiti and we need to build farm fence around it and so went to haiti a couple times and built you know a mile worth of farm fence in the mountains Uh, before the uh, earthquake or after uh, after it was right after the earthquake okay and as a matter what was weird is uh right after the earthquake um and while i was there there was a big cholera outbreak and uh, a huge what is it? a cholera. Oh, that uh, sounds like an old disease. It is an old disease, but it still happens. And and cholera comes from poor hygiene and stuff. And it's because oh, after the okay, hurricane yeah. uh, and the earthquakes, everybody was living in these little tent villages. Yeah. So there was no good uh, sanitary things, and mm-hmm. so there's a huge cholera outbreak there. And and um, but you know, I remember um, I got robbed in Africa um, uh, uh, one time and took everything and. Um, but I remember people saying, oh, I can't believe you go to these places and how dangerous it is and dangerous. And I go, dude, I would rather die in, in Africa or Iceland or, or Guatemala doing something cool than choking on a chicken wing at B-dubs. <laughs> That's a good perspective. <laughs> 
I mean, people step yeah, up, people step. You're going to die, right? Yeah, and people step off the curb and, on Main Street yeah. in downtown Greentown and get hit by a car. Or Kevin got his leg tore off by a shark in, yep. in South Africa. I yeah. go, yeah, you talk about. Uh, so I think you have to, once again, it's that living between two trapeze. I'm with you, man. I have that adventure bug. I've had it my whole life. And, and I gave up trying to convince other people. Oh, it, there's. I've had a few people I've recruited into the... Um, adventure bug lifestyle but i love it i still do stuff like that i wish i had as like um as i was as good a philanthropist as you but um i'm usually just doing some kind of selfish adventure yeah but that's cool too but let me tell you whenever whenever you create an adventure with a purpose things change so, so if yeah. you have an adventure with a purpose, and, and I usually I, do, but it's not quite that. Yeah, but, but but I mean, there's a because what happens is is you're going to do something for someone else, and you come back so incredibly changed um, for the adventure, and so yeah. your your uh, your initial ideas, your initial thoughts, everything you do is sincere that you're wanting to help somebody, and you mm. come back and go, man, I learned so much, and I met such cool people, and I learned about myself. And and uh, and you found that really fulfilling. Yeah, it's a, it's it changes your worldview. And and so people used to always tell me, you got to do stuff right here in hometown. You got to not be helping the people in Africa. You got to be helping the people in Guatemala. People and, say that to you. Oh, for sure, man. These are people that uh, are also living that. They are doing that, or they're just uh, judging uh, you. Uh, <laughs> people, people, they're not doing nothing nowhere. They're right, they're okay. they're not even they're not even they're the ones that get mad at their neighbor. Uh, for mowing yeah. six inches of their grass. Yeah, I don't listen and to that noise. So, uh, but people would say that. And so, I mean, I, I don't try to get any kind of discourse, but I used to always say, yeah, I do a lot of stuff here. I, I, I do, uh, you know, I was on the drug court team for years and, That's I, right, and yeah. I did uh, addiction recovery stuff. And I did, uh, I did a senior citizens bike ride one time where we had, you know, uh, 80 senior citizens on a, using the new trail. So I do a lot of stuff, you know, I have it around here. So I don't have to explain myself or, or give myself no. a pat on the back. And I go, I have helped people here, but I'm going to tell you, most people that say that, um, don't truly understand being without. And they go, yeah. Yeah, you should help people right here. I go, man, I've, I've been to some of the worst places. The worst places in Kokomo, we're king somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. We are I kings. Did, I, didn't, I knew that concept, but you really don't know that concept until you see it. No, and, like and, I, I didn't. I'm a pretty smart guy. I think I could. I, you know, I understood that people live off a dollar a day in Guatemala. At least they did when I went there. But until I saw what that means, like for people, what yeah. that what that feels like. For but them. but let me tell you also, even I, if even if you go somewhere and it's and they're, I mean, you go places in Germany or go places like you know Iceland, people are wealthy and they got good lives and all, but it changes your worldview still. Still your worldview. You come back with a different worldview, and then you have to choose to do something with that. My worldview has changed. So yeah. do, do I choose to then um, take the positive part of that and, and make my life and others' lives more positive because of that? Or do I choose to take that and either uh, extinguish it and go back to my uh, uh, maybe selfish or, or boring life? Yeah. And, or you go, you know, I just choose to do something with that. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think traveling is the absolute best education you can get for your perspective you know, there was, uh, it's so, so different because. And not I, traveling to different U.S. resorts in other countries. Oh, yeah. Actually I, getting into the culture. I've been on right? a few cruise ships, and that's why I never want to get off the ship. 
I don't care to get off the ship in Mexico and Cozumel. That's not Mexico. Oh, dude, right. dude, if, if, you, if you get off the ship and yeah. it, it's you're, you're at Epcot Center, Mexico, yeah. and and <laughs> yeah. they say only shop at the stores that have the certain symbols and it and it's uh, and like, you go, don't go there, noted. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. for sure. But uh, but it's just that it's um, you're you're not experiencing that. But I think for your worldview to change and for you to get an idea of um, well, let me tell you, um, if you travel and then you come back and it makes you a better person. It might make you more thankful because you do have plenty. It might make you um, give more grace to other cultures and other uh, and other diversity. Certainly, it, it, it might make you come back and all of a sudden go. You know what? I need to be helping my neighbor out. My my I, my literal neighbor beside me has trouble mowing their grass, and you know what? I don't mind it. And so it does. It 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 should change you. And um, and let me tell you. Um, I know people can think whatever they want about, you know, America, but um, there's a lot of great places around the world that, that go, dude, they're doing this right. and We're not doing this right. There, yeah. There's a lot of. And so you come back and you go, yeah, we got a little work to do here. Uh, yeah. You know, it's called that's called uh, imperialism, where you uh, where you think that your country, or your culture is the center of the universe and everybody ought to conform to you. And you come back and go, eh, actually not. There are some places that do things really well. And uh, and so, yeah, we could work on a few things and we yeah, can make things. And certainly. It, and why wouldn't you want new ideas? Like, there's so many cool new ideas out there. Ideas that we couldn't have thought of because we don't speak that way and we don't live in those environments and we don't have those historic cultures. Like, those are awesome, unique things that we get the, we get the great opportunity to adopt. Because we were born as a melting pot. Dustin, in, in Ethiopia, which is the birthplace of coffee, I think you're a coffee drinker. Yeah. Okay, so Ethiopia is the birthplace of coffee. There's a little place called, I think it's called Cafe, I think is the name of it. And um, I was in Ethiopia a few years ago doing a project. Um, I was doing a video project for an organization that um, helps women get out of the sex trade industry. Oh, and nice. so um, I, I did a video project and stuff to, to for them for promotional. And um, But... I would go to all these different homes, and these homes are very meager and very modest homes, and and uh, you know people might call them huts or people might call them whatever. And, but everyone at home I went to, these people would come out and uh, they do a coffee ceremony, and so most of them have coffee trees in their yard. I don't care how small their place was over, they go out and they pick coffee beans off a tree and as they're talking to you in their front room and and some of the floors are dirt or have straw on them and they have uh and you're they're talking to you the whole time and they have a little stove thing or whatever in the middle of their living room and it, they put wood and coal in there and as they're talking to you they get a little pan out and they they roast the coffee beans in front of you and they hold the little pan up to you and let you smell it and they kind of wave their hands in the air and you get to smell that oh, and so cool. as you're and you're talking about life and things and you're learning about their family and stuff and then they take as they're talking they pour them in a, a little more uh, mortal and pestle thing and they start grinding them up and they're grinding these coffee beans, and then they pour them in a little, you know, a little pot, and then they put water in it. And as you're talking, this takes obviously a long time. You're yeah. there, and so and your coffee begins to brew. And then even in the most modern, uh, modest places, they always have a little tray, and they have little cups and little saucers. And so we That's would so cool. we, we would pour that we'd we'd get just a dumb big mug somewhere and, and pour something in. They got little cups and they got little saucers, and every one that I went to. 
when they pour this uh, the coffee into the cup, they pour it, and as you're watching them pour, it goes clear to the top, clear to the top, and you're thinking, whoa, 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 and it, they always overflow it a tiny bit. It overflows a tiny bit on the saucer every single time, and I'm thinking, hmm. dude, every, they they misjudge it every single time, and, <laughs> you, and you haven't got this and, down and yet. <laughs> they, yeah, and, and this is in multiple places you go to, right. and then when they serve it to you, you hold the little hold the little saucer, you drink, and you keep talking more. Now, I asked somebody from Ethiopia who spoke English, um, I asked him about that. I said, dude, every time they pour it, it kind of, he goes, they want you to have more than enough. <laughs> that's nice. Dude, that's beautiful. Served you a tray of abundance. It's beautiful. <laughs> in their, in their life, great. all they could give you was that hospitality, and they wanted you to have more than enough. Dude. Mm. I mean, how beautiful is that? That you, and it's, it's gentle. It's not, they didn't slosh it on the ground. Sure. They just gently made it yeah. so it just overflowed. So you have. That's so nice. And, and so those are the things that when you come back, you go, how can I adopt that in my life? How, yeah, what, what, what do I do in my life that's maybe not coffee, but something else that I give someone more than enough? That's a great one. That's a great lesson. And man, traveling is so full of those. Oh, for I sure. Think. Yeah. And for, you don't have to do any wild traveling to get those kind of lessons. No, no. It, but what it requires is is um, getting off the porch. Mm, definitely. <laughs> so it's the adventure. The, 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 uh, you have to get off the porch because when you go places, and even even um, uh, if if even if, if I've been, I mean, I've. When, the one time in, in Kenya, uh, I lost my, they didn't have my luggage for eight days. For eight days, they didn't have any luggage. And, uh, in Kenya. And, Kenya, Kenya. and so all I had was my backpack, and my backpack, I always just kept, um, you know, an extra pair of underwear, an extra T-shirt, and an extra toothbrush. Oh, and thank, that's, thank that, goodness you did and, that. But for eight days, <laughs> and what happened is people I didn't know were saying, a gentleman was saying, hey, let me, let me give you a couple of shirts. These guys, the poorest of the poor, and they're giving me their shirts. And a guy said, he brought me some pants. And man, the pants were about calf height. They, you know, and uh, like <laughs> yeah. capris. Yeah, sure and I, and I said, too. dude, I said, man, thank you. So, and I wore them for a couple of days. Yeah. And then after, then after I finally got my luggage, came on next day. And the ne- day after that, I got robbed of everything, stole everything. No. And, uh, and, uh, but anyway, when I think about that and I, and I go through the, the, the whole series of that, um, I always think no great story ever starts with, so is there sitting in my chair? Right. <laughs> There's no great stories in life. So, uh, so I was completely comfortable. Yeah, I was so, I was so, I had my feet up and I had a glass of iced tea and I was sitting in my lazy boy. I was so no, happy. No story, yeah. no great stories, you know. That's right. They That's don't, right. man. They don't start with that. You're like going, okay, so right off the bat at the airport, you know, I didn't have my ticket. I had to do this. And on the airplane, then this guy, this happened. And when I got there, and that's what. That's so a, true. And when you look back over your life, like, you realize that all of the times you were outside of your comfort zone in some way were the things you remember. They were like the most memorable, impactful, interesting things that ever happened to you. They, you genuinely, when you're the happiest, too. Dude, but I, I, but when, if you think back to all the times, you were also always trying to accomplish comfortable. It, it's, well, here's the thing, too. 
I did stand-up comedy years ago. Really? At, at, at like Crackers Comedy Club. Yeah. I mean, I literally went up and did like 10 minutes, which is a ton. That's a long uh, time. Oh, that's eternity. And I, I, I did stand-up comedy. And, I, and I, I didn't consider myself a comedian. I didn't want to do it forever. I just said, you know what? This is scary as hell. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I'm going to feel so alive when I do this. That's what my thought was. I'm going to feel so alive. And I put together a little thing or whatever, and, um, and I did it. And uh, it was terrifying. One of the most <laughs> – I've jumped out of airplanes, and I bungee jumped back when they used to let you really bungee jump, and I did all that stuff. Yeah. And let me tell you, stand-up comedy was as scary as anything. But it. here's the thing. When I got done, I was still alive. Whatever happened, if anybody thought I was funny or not funny or whatever, yeah. that feeling... You're more alive. Oh, dude, I, you're alive, man. I <laughs> yeah. could have ran to Key West, Florida and back. I was, I was energized. I love that. But, but, and, and was I funny? I don't care. I, don't, I thought I hoped I was, but, but it doesn't matter. I'm not sure. trying to make a career out of it. And that's terrifying. And uh, so I've done a lot of things in my life. And I've, I've had, I've, I got thinking the other day, I've kind of reinvented my life every five or seven years and, and totally, totally reinvented my life. And not all have been for good. Not all, some have, some have left a kind of a, a trail of wreckage. And so, and I freely admit that some of the, my reinvent myself, um, was, um, um, kind of got out of control a little bit and, and crashed a little bit. But let me tell you, um, I, I always limp back on the road and and uh, and begin to pick up speed again. And I learned some things, and um, uh, and I just did something different. And so many of the reinventions I'm very proud of. Some I'm not very proud of, but here I am. Yeah, and well, and, that's the story for all humans. Everybody makes mistakes, and the harder you try, the more terrible mistakes you can make. Oh, for and, sure. And anybody that that. that that claims they've never made a mistake because neither never tried or they're lying about it. Yeah, man, there's no way you could have done like most of the things you've done without getting really attracted to being out of your comfort zone. Yeah, because um, uh, that's when I feel the most alive. And, and so um, trying to do things and saying, this is scary. Uh, there, have you ever, have you ever done skydiving? I haven't. So I did it, and I didn't want to do a tandem dive. I don't want to be hooked to nobody. Yeah. So if you don't want to do a tandem dive, you, a dive, you got to go for a little bit longer, um, a little bit longer, um, like a four-hour course before you do it. And you have to. They make you do a, um, a static line, a, t a tether line. So when you jump out, there's nobody with you. You're by yourself. But this thing pulls out the wire, mm. and when you get to a certain height, it's going to pull your chute for you. That way, you don't freak out and forget to do it. Yeah. So that'd, I did that, and, and uh, <laughs> but let me tell you that the moment um, as you're falling, as you're falling with no parachute and you're just free falling is glorious. There's, um, it's just glorious. You're right in that moment. And then when the chute kicks and, and pops up and all, then it's safe. You feel very safe because all of a sudden you're, you know, I'm probably not going to die. I still could die, but I'm probably not going to die. And then as you're floating down, um, you see the world and you, all you hear is the chute flapping and all you, and you see things and the wind's rushing. It's cool up there. And you know, you don't feel that in the airplane. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you don't. You don't. You don't feel that. <laughs> I've never thought of that. You, 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 you do not feel that in the airplane. Uh, in the airplane, well, I've flown. You can't flown. stick your head out the window. No, no. You, yeah, yeah. You can't roll the window down. And and so and so, uh, you just you just don't feel that. I mean, that's I like motorcycles. And um, me too. And I know they're dangerous. And I know all that I stuff. I forgot and, you ride. Yeah, I've got a Ducati now. Oh wow, man! I'm Sport I'm in love. With it. I sold all the rest of them. I sold I sold my Harley. I sold I had a big Kawasaki, yeah. and I sold all the rest. I love this. It's a Ducati Multistrada. I bet you love. But it. it's um. But even at that, there's a there's a uh, there's a thing of feeling alive. And trust me, I don't want it. I cr- I I totaled a Harley in 2014. Totaled one. Yeah. So I know it's like to crash and all, but I don't want to crash. I don't want to die. I don't have a death wish. Uh, I have a life wish. So, so it's just the opposite. I don't have a yeah. death, but I have a it life. It does wish. make you feel alive. Oh, oh man! Oh, for for sure, for sure it does. And so, but there are things that you can do. I don't want to people get the wrong idea that the only thing that you have to do crazy, dangerous things. There, you can feel alive in so many different ways. You can do lots and lots of things that make you feel alive. And what it is, the challenge is, is to find those things that make you feel alive, and do more of that. Yeah. And I think I think you're right because what's scary and uncomfortable isn't always just because it's dangerous. No, and they're, like and they're, it's it's you said it earlier. I think it's what what makes you feel vulnerable. Sure, there there's there's a and being vulnerable. I used to be so afraid of that. I was for a long time. My biggest fear was what do people think about me. Sure. My biggest fear was, what do people think about? What do people, what are they saying? What are they talking about me? And then you know what happened? They did talk about me. And they did have their own opinions of me. And I did get ostracized in, in different circles. And I did, um, and my life did change. And you know what? It was hard and it hurt. But I'm still here. Now what? Yeah. Your, your life is filled with that now what moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so, so if you think, oh my God, I hope I never lose my job. I can't lose my job. I'd love, and you lose your job. Well, now what? Mm. If you think, um, oh man, you know, whatever happens and I've overextended myself and they're going to repossess my car and I'm so scared of that. And they go, they do. And they go, well, now what? If your relationship fails and you go, now what? Well, the now what's are what matter. I mean, sure. We want, we want nobody to have to be in those situations, but the now what means now, what do I do? And that's yeah. what defines a person. The now what's the now? The now yeah, what what's, do you do about it? Yeah. The, so all of a sudden you go, okay, and and uh, and so I could um, I could cry and and I could make a you know I can complain everywhere I get, social media and every my life and and I could be victimized and blame everybody else or I could um, I could mm-hmm. hole up and let nobody see me and just go away. I can move away or I go, yeah. My now what is is go. Yeah. You know, I think about that. Um, one of my favorite movie scenes was from 8 Mile. I remember it, yeah. Eminem said, you know what? I do live in a trailer park. My mom is a meth addict. I, I am poor. I am this. I am this. And then what happened? What? The other guy couldn't say nothing about him. Yeah. <laughs> right, he eminemed him took the power away from he him he did and yep. so he was vulnerable he said yeah you're right I do live in a trailer park I am this I am this I am this that's was, an accurate statement sir <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah. and so in life in life when you do when you you know you get to where you eight mile yourself and go yeah this that did happen yeah this is you don't have to give details you don't have to you don't have to 
And, but, but you can say, that did happen. I did have this. This did happen in my life. I, am, I have a failed business. I have this, or, or this didn't work out, or, or, mm-hmm. or, or even... That also shows me that you've learned from it. Well, there, there's people that have health issues that won't even be honest about that with themselves. And they go, yeah, I, this, I am going through this, or I am... And, uh, but the, the now what is... So the now what is, what are you going to do about it? I mean, that's what... That's what matters. Yeah. Because you're going to go through something. You know, everybody's gone through stuff in their life. But it's the ones who, who go, yeah, that sucked. But now, now what? <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah, and feeling like a victim is not ever going to help anybody. I worry about people when I see them feeling like a victim. I do too because I, I, I've, I've found myself getting into that. Um, I found myself getting into that that mode because it's a natural defensive thing that we go if i can blame somebody else if i can pin on somebody else it takes that off of me and so i'm less responsible but what happens is is when you do that you begin to believe that yeah it just helps your ego well and and if you it doesn't really help you right nope because what happens is then you don't fix that right yeah that's why i worry about people yeah you, you you don't you know uh i mean I, I don't know if it ever happened to you or not, but I've had people tell me, oh, so-and-so's a narcissist. And I'm thinking, dude, that's what I, you are, nar-, you know. And, Some but, projecting going but, on here. For sure. <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, and so I always, um, I always think um, about myself, and I try to be very honest and very real. And, I, and I, um, now I'm at a place in my life to where I go, this is who I am. And it, it's not... Um, I'm not done yet. I'm not completely done yet. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a work in progress. I'll be 59 next month and I'm a work in progress and, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I'll grow some hair. Maybe I'll shave my beard. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll learn to play guitar. Maybe yeah. I'll, and so maybe I'll screw up again. Yeah. There's a, there's probably, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, if you want to go on FanDuel and bet, uh, what's the, what's the line on Kevin screwing up again? I would, uh, you, you could, you know, because I'm probably going to, and, yeah, and sure. it's likely it's so silly because we all do it. And the people willing to take risks are the ones that have the most screw ups. They're also the most interesting people oh and and but once again um, i would love it i love someone's testimony of their life that their life has just been wonderful and they've worked hard and all and i go that's so i don't but that's rare it's it's rare and and what's what's more what what's uh what's that, that that's not as inspirational what's inspirational the stories that are inspirational are people that screwed up and and failed the comeback story and, the hero oh man we, well every hero story starts with a hero his samardia ruining something for himself with his own for sure yeah his his superpower is also his super enemy so we don't we don't give we don't give a uh, a mediocre player of the year award we give a comeback player of the year award right yeah it's a great story it's a human story and the reason every human really likes that story is because we all are hoping we can make a comeback because we're all screwing up. It's relatable. Every person is screwing up. It's it's relatable. <laughs> it's it, so it is true. it is relatable. But um, you know, in business and in entrepreneurship, which I, that doesn't interest me too much. But I do know that most of the best stories were guys uh, failed and failed and failed, and 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 then all of a sudden something hit and something took. But yeah. uh, uh, nobody self made wealth. No self made wealth. Came without risk. 
Oh, absolutely. So yeah, even old wealth, you only kept it because of risk. Yeah. Risk is everything. Yeah. And so, and so because in this point in my life, um, I want to have enough money, but I'm, I'm not that interested in wealth at this point. Um, but so, so, but I think about that is, is the risk factor. So if that's your thing, that's cool. I'm not against that. That's dude, go for it. But it's for me, um, the, the risk in relationship, there's a risk. Mm-hmm. Listen, asking a girl to the prom when you're a kid and you're, you're, you know, you're nervous and you're, man, you get your guts up and you go to the, you go and you ask some girl if she'll go to the prom and there's a good chance that she's going to say no. There's a good chance that she's not going to say no. She's going to tell her friends and they're all going to laugh and say, I can't believe Dustin asked me the prom. And they're going to be, and then the whole school's going to know, God, you believe Dustin asked the cheerleader of the prom? <laughs> what an idiot. But what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? What if she says yes and Destin goes to the prom with the cheerleader? Yeah. Dude, that's that's that that's that risk and say uh it, when it happens, you're like, "Oh man, that's uh but and it's just people I think people think failure um they view failure more as uh, a personal affront or or mm-hmm. uh because let me tell you this. One thing um People need that. There has to be a way to project people that because you failed doesn't mean you are a failure. Absolutely, I'm a a firm believer that I've never seen one example of someone failing before. I've only in the long term of things. Short term failures, sure, but long term, I've. If you look into anything, the only people that have ever really just failed, they quit. Yeah, at some point. But let me tell you about that too. Here's a thought. This whole idea of never quit, never surrender, it's crazy. There's times you should quit. There's there's sure. there's times in life on different things you should quit. And and uh but we get it drilled into us, never fail, never quit, never, you know. And I go, no, nah, actually, uh I don't know if uh, I don't gamble, um, but I know That's a great time uh, to quit. <laughs> uh, but but I, for sure. Yeah. I mean I mean, hey, listen, if if uh if uh, you know if if dealer turns over a, a face card and and you're you're holding the 16 unless it's two eights and you're playing blackjack best you know what you get out because uh and so there's things in life and there's things in our personal lives that it's okay if this is if this is um except on yourself yeah i don't think you should quit on yourself but, yeah. but but i think there are things that you can that you can just say you know what this wasn't for me and it's okay and and i wish it was or whatever and yeah. it's just okay um but that's all that's not knowing just yourself take responsibility for it like i'm deciding to quit oh yeah and that's it, what i'm doing yeah it's it, own it. It, listen if, if 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 you own a business and it's um and it's not doing well and you're pumping more money more money and you go you know what actually it's time to get out. It's time to, you know, this is, maybe this was the, a great idea, uh, but it wasn't the great location or the great time or whatever. And so it's okay. But, but it's, uh, once again, you have to just take your situation and go, what am I, uh, what am I capable of? I started um, riding a road bike recently and um, never have been into too much into cardio stuff. And so I go to the gym in the morning and train, and I'm riding a road bike in the evening. Bicycle. Bicycle. Yeah, and, and pedal bike. And pedal bike. And so um, and so I go, I'm only going to go five miles out because then i got to turn around and ride five miles back. That's 10 miles. And, I, and so that I can, in my mind, go, um, you know what? That's pretty good. I just started this a couple weeks ago, and 10 miles is pretty good or whatever. Yeah. But you know what? If I force myself to go six, now i got to go six back. 
paint yourself to a corner. So, so, so now I got to go sit. So now I got 12 miles. And so I can, I know when to push myself and I know when to, um, and I want to do the hard things. So I don't want to be a quitter. I don't quit everything, but I also, I want to do hard things, but I also know this hard thing shouldn't break me. And, and, and if, yeah. if, if, if something's going to break you, that's a great point. Yeah, if it's going to break you, it's okay to quit on. If this is going to break you emotionally, mentally, that's physically, a, financially, it's okay to quit on. That's a great that's a great point you're making uh, that I believe that we don't focus, we don't talk enough about and focus on strength enough anymore. Not just strength of body, but strength of mind and strength of oh, character. Oh, for sure. And, and I think a lot of people nowadays confuse strength with power. Yeah. P- strength has nothing to do with having the, the ability to impose it's about the ability to withstand. There are people who are powerful who aren't strong. Yeah, and again, that's how you get hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's that's because if you work on your strength of character and it, also you're aware of what it is, now you know what you can do without breaking. Oh yeah, and that's where you should run your line. Like, okay, this is what I can handle, and if I want to handle more, I need to figure out how to become more strong, become stronger. Yeah. But we don't talk about that much anymore. We, we talk about a lot of passivity and sensitivity. And, and um, I think that might be a little bit of a mistake because and here's why I think it's a mistake. I don't think it's a mistake to be compassionate. I think it's a mistake to think like that is in competition to strength. Because in my opinion, strength of character is what's required to be compassionate to be empathetic, to help someone, to be able to be vulnerable enough to do all of the amazing things that we all agree we should do. I think they all require strength at their base core. They, they do. And part of that, which you say strength of character, but part of that is, is you, it's very difficult to, um, to be genuine in all those things unless you have the strength to look at yourself in the mirror. And so, uh, so yeah. you, so there are people who are um, generous on the outside, empathetic on the outside, and they are. Um, uh, but if can they look at themselves in the mirror and go, "That is who I am," because when you get vulnerable and you start really um, being introspective on who you are yeah. and who you are and what your weaknesses are and, being and what your strengths are and being honest, then all of a sudden those other things become very. Um, they become easier because it's easier Mm -hmm. to be compassionate it is if you um have suffered trauma or loss Mm -hmm. and you're real about it yeah because all of a sudden you're 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 like man because the difference difference between sympathy and empathy i mean sympathy is you know i I, is um i i i never i've never had that happen i've never had a child die before but i feel for you yeah empathy is i have been there I have and empathy is, you know, I'm feeling your pain in my gut. And it's different. Than, and sympathy isn't bad. It's because it's just says I haven't experienced that. I don't, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. That's yeah, what that is. I feel sorry for you. And it is. And it's true. And it's, it's good feelings. It's, just, but, it's kind of patho, kind of a pity. Yeah. But, but I think, I think that strength and, um, you know, they, they say it takes strength to even look, it, to be empathetic definitely takes strength because it's always a choice. You don't have to feel someone else's pain. No, it's hard enough sure. to feel your own. Well, so if you're going to feel someone else's too, you got to be pretty strong. Yeah, and and you have to. Um, the other thing is to be truly empathetic. Truly empathetic. You have to be willing to take action. Because if you if you 
If you drive down the road every day and see someone struggling every day and they're going through a trash can and they're, they're always going through the trash can trying to find food out of there or whatever, and, oh man, I, I just hate that for their life, whatever, but I'm, I'm going to keep going. You get to be truly empathetic, there has to be some action. So the action would be what you, you stop and say, hey man, what's your story? What's going on? And, and, and they tell you, and you go, you know, uh, you're a carpenter? Yeah, I used to be. I actually, I know a guy, and I don't know, I could, or I need some work done at my house or, or something. Or, or, or is there any tools you don't have that would help you get back on your feet? Because to be truly empathetic, to feel their pain, you have to be willing to put some action behind it. And that doesn't mean that you have to um, change their life. You have to be willing to, um, to engage a little bit. I agree. That's a good idea. It's hard. It is difficult. And it's not a convention either in our culture. No, it's not it's... normal. And it does exist in other cultures, which is really interesting. You know what's crazy is uh, I, when Kokomo Scanner first came out on social media, I was on Twitter. Oh, the Facebook group? Uh, uh, yeah, it was a Twitter at the time, a Twitter group. Just so people and, that and, might listen uh, to us know what we're talking uh, uh, about. Listen, uh, yeah, a Facebook group. Uh, uh, and it's the uh, local... Um, it's people who are civilians who listen to the scanner and report to all of us common folks that don't have a scanner what's going on. Right. And I don't. <laughs> and at the time, I used to. Uh, I used to follow. I think it's one of the biggest Facebook followers in Howard County. I think they've got eighty thousand followers or something. They have crazy. more followers than people that live there. Oh, I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. And uh, but one time, this, I was an early adopter of Twitter. And um, one time on Twitter, they put. Uh, they, they, they put something on there that someone reported this and they called it into the scanner that uh, there's a man walking down or, or laying down on the sidewalk beside Washington and Marklin and he's laying there and he's kind of kicking around and he's kind of, you know, and, and uh, whatever's happening. And, and somebody called that into um, the police who then put it on scanner and then somebody went by and took a picture and put that picture up. And I'm thinking, damn! Somebody stop! I mean, what what are we doing here? What are we? So we're oh, they so, did all of that, but the, nobody nobody stopped. On the no, no, no one's no. So yeah, so people Holy reported shit. it. The scanner put it up, and then somebody was taking pictures of it, and nobody stopped to see if he's okay. And I thought that's because, once again, without that empathy, without willing to do action, that doesn't mean you got to do a first responder. You say, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm scared. You go. That's you roll the window down and say, dude, are you okay? I mean, can can I? Uh, but nobody did. So you it think was, why? Why do you think? It's, you think they were too afraid? No, I think I think they don't really care. They care. They care more about the news than the person. So it's a. Mm, uh, that's a bad. That's a bad vibration. Well, well okay. That's they're, very, that's very dark. They're, they're it used, might be true. There used to be. I don't know if it's still there. I I, I get totally away from all of this stuff. There uh, there used to be a, a like a Facebook group or a whatever and it was something called people of walmart or something like that and people would go around and take pictures i was actually on that i hope you had crazy slippers on and wearing a thong and you had a a a bull moose hat on when i I was screwing around at walmart once i put on a bunch of silly shit that was in the women's section the my wife and her friends were in there like i don't know some rain boots that were polka dot and some crazy hat and something else. I was just messing around because I was bored. I don't like shopping at all. Somebody snapped a picture and ended up on that 
site group thing and somebody brought it to me like a week later and they were like look at this there's like 50,000 people that like I was like but, wait I felt I felt like um they should ask my permission what, what's crazy <laughs> is most of the time they're doing that so the rest of the world can laugh at them yeah so they're doing so so listen yeah an elderly gentleman's bending over trying to get a box of cheerios and his butt cracks hanging out and somebody's got to snap a picture and then it's going to be a meme and that's there's whole cultures of that yeah, that, well, no, I guess maybe if I was a sensitive person, that could have been that could have been hurtful. Maybe like, so do you think people like they are getting laughed at? I oh, don't for mind, sure. I don't mind getting laughed at, but that might really hurt some people. Oh, I, uh, absolutely. And once again, uh, when it became popular, and I was I, I never liked it, but I remember looking at things, and and I thought that person's clearly mentally ill. I mean, there's there's stuff you'd see in there that's just beyond bizarro mm. and you go yeah no one's no one cares about that they want to take a picture and laugh at it or something else and so the 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 idea of um human cruelty uh, it's, it's it's you it, think it's cruelty do you think people are being cruel or are they just sort of desensitized like they don't stop to think hey this is a real person because if they did they might be at least sympathetic well I have a, but for the record, I have a tendency to really believe in people. Oh, I do too. I, I, <laughs> like, I mean, I really just, I never believe. My, that. my first response, my first response is to believe in somebody. But let me tell you, there are, uh, there, so many people justify their own lives by thinking how pathetic others are. Sure, I can see that's an ego mechanism. Yeah, so so yeah. so they're they're like going, you know what? I may not, I may have a pretty jacked up life, but look at that guy in Walmart. And so mm. ha ha ha, and then we we divert the attention, and yeah. so all of a sudden we're all laughing at him. We're not laughing at me. Uh, you that, know that's so unhealthy, though. Well, it's, here's the other thing: I've traveled uh, around the world, and I love taking pictures of people, and I I, I will always tell anybody this: if you're going to travel anywhere. If you take a picture of anybody that's local, always take a photo that gives them all the dignity, all the dignity. That's so, great. because here's what happens: if, if someone goes to Guatemala or someone goes to Haiti or someone goes to India, you know what they want to take pictures of? Somebody lives in squalor. They want to take a picture of the whole household that has trash and clothes and squalor and they want to take a picture and go oh my god i feel so sorry these people live in such poverty oh yeah that's and, sympathetic narcissism or whatever it's called. yeah so yeah. but people do that so if you go to mexico they go oh man they said look how these people live and 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 so here's what i do compassionate I, narcissism i I, in, I intentionally when i do i use a 50 millimeter lens on my camera i have to get within six feet of you and I have to just get your face. And I always ask permission and I always talk to them. And I have some wonderful pictures, wonderful street photography photos of people because I'm not showing their condition or their, their life or their house or whatever. I'm saying, yeah. this, give, me, give that person dignity. And if we did that in normal life, hmm. we wouldn't take pictures of shit at Walmart. We wouldn't take pictures of guys tweaking over here on Washington Street. We wouldn't. Yeah. We would try to give them dignity. Because let me tell you this. Um, every house I've ever lived in has had some part around the yard or behind the shed that the weeds was grown up in. And there was unfinished projects. Oh, yeah. And 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 it was... Uh, dirty closet. Dirty closet. Yeah. Uh, so everybody's got a junk drawer, whether it be... Yeah. Uh, now, if someone from Dubai came to Kokomo 
and took a picture of Dustin's house and said, God, can you believe someone lives like that? Yeah. Because, <laughs> right, because in their world, sure, this is squalor. By, by comparison, yeah. Correct. Yeah. And we would be sick about that if someone was showing all their friends and go, oh, look behind his, behind his garage. There's weeds are high and he's got two bicycles yeah. back there. And yeah. so I always go, I don't want anybody... I don't want anybody posting m- pictures of, of my messiness in my life. Yeah, I like your argument because it's one that that compels people to be empathetic, to, to think about what if it happens to you, right? For sure. Yeah, that's a great way. There's another way, too, I think it's important to think about it, is that um, it's not that you can live life without any effect on yourself. Like, I think Jesus is one of the most popular people around here to say this in some way, but like, what you what do you do? To other people, you know, you're doing to yourself. Oh, for sure. Um, so it's really a bad strategy to be a shithead to it, people it, it, because it, really you're hurting yourself. Like if your life's going miserable and your way of coping with it is to make fun of other people, it's like, man, you're hurt. Now you're hurting yourself more. Do, do you know any? Do you know any great inspirational people that that you um, are are motivated by that make fun of other people and do that stuff? I don't. I don't either. (laughs) There's nobody. There's nobody that I go. You know what? I want to be just like them. And I go. God, they're miserable, man. (laughs) I go. That that person must have a miserable life. Yeah. That that they're. um, But once again, it's it's. uh, The the quote goes. There's some people that justify their own sins by thanking God they're not as bad as their neighbors. Right. Yeah, but when I'm talking about this stuff with people, like I know that the wisdom I'm using is correct, but I never. But I always worry that I'm I'm sort of judging people for performing poorly when I have to remember, like, I, re- I remember what it's like to have bad times and, like, have a hard time emotionally or whatever, psychologically. And then you do these behaviors. Like, the last thing you can do is, like, better. It's You know what I mean? It's the hardest to do good when you're, when you're suffering the most. Oh, sure it is. And, and that's, why, that's why it's okay for people to just heal and just be. So, so because we, we, everybody talks about this mentality, oh, I got to rise and grind and it's shark week and a Monday morning, I ride, I got to be there and yeah. I got to kill the world. I go, no, you don't. No, you don't have to. Because sometimes in life, um, life's just been hard. And you're beat up and you're tired. And sometimes in life, there's you can't step forward. And you yeah. have to just maybe lean forward. So you're like going, I'm just going to, yeah. I'm just beat up. I'm wore out. And so there's times in life I just go, ah, if I lean forward a little bit, I'm making a little progress. But I don't have the energy. And that's true with in life with people that, that um, even in this idea of empathy and, and everything, there's times when you go, you know what? I just need to be for a minute. I just need to. Yeah. I just need to exhale and breathe and heal up and uh, you know the and the, do it for other people. Help other people lean forward a little yeah, bit, and, which is and, what you're so good at. Well, thanks. But part of that is 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 giving them the the space and the opportunity and giving them the green light, giving them the green light to just be. It's okay. It's okay, Dustin. I mean, you had a hard time in your life, and you don't gotta you don't gotta rise and grind. You don't gotta you don't all you can, just right now. I'm just glad you're here, and I'm thankful for where you're at right now. And I hope that's not where you end up being because I really believe in you. But right now, it's okay. Just heal up. You don't have to do anything extra. You don't have to be anything extra. Just right now, it's okay. Just breathe. Exhale a little bit, and then when you're ready, 
to take a step forward. If you need me, call me. But if not, I'll be keeping an eye on you. Yeah, and you think there's some, there's probably a lot of patience involved with that too. Well, there, there's, there's, you got to be patient with people, but, but you also, um, you also, you can't be, you can't control that. So people want to control that, and so, yeah. so you, you have to, you have to say, my, this is my friend Dustin, and he's had a tough time in his life, and so he's gonna kind of have to sort this out himself. And so I'm gonna, you know, um, I'm not gonna be able to grab his hand and pull him forward, but if he needs me to needs me to to be a cheerleader or he needs me to to maybe push him a little bit from behind i'll do that but it's because you can't control that and a lot of people don't like that they can't control that and other people and um and so they they just don't do it at all hmm yeah that's tough it's tough to help people when they're having a tough time because that's when they're also like the most irritable and they don't want to believe well, you also uh, listen. They need help. In 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 my very worst times, if you didn't call me, I was glad, and if you didn't call me, I was mad. <laughs> yeah, that's a great example of what I, it feels I, like. It is because I, I'm like I'm like uh, oh the phone oh I, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. I just I can't talk to anybody. I can't talk to Dustin. I can't. I'm just I'm just and then. But if no one does call, you go, eh, what the hell, man? Dustin mm-hmm. isn't, no one's checking on me. So you're in a weird spot. It's a no-win spot. Yeah. And, uh, but um, but that's know, when you need somebody the most. It, it is. And, and, when uh, you're the hardest to be around. You know, when the, when the worst rumors and things went around about me, um, one of the persons, someone called me and said, hey, here's what I heard. I'm going to ask you a few questions about it, but I, I heard this and, um, and I, I just kind of want to know, and I still believe in you and dude, that bluntness that was the best phone call I got. That's great. Because this person said, I heard it and I'm not going to believe anything. I'm not going to, uh, uh, but I don't want to, I don't want to hide. I don't want to act like I didn't hear this or whatever. Cause then when I see you, if I, if I heard this and I see you, how do I act? And someone just called me and just asked me straight up and what an and, intelligent person. And let me tell you what happened. It was a few years ago. And then recently, he had a, a very public, a very public thing, something come up. Yeah. That was, um, and it was something that um, was tough for his family, for him, and for the whole community. And I called him. And I said, I saw this in the paper, but I wanted to call you. I wanted you to hear my voice. And said, man, I'm, you're still my dude. I believe in you. And if you um, need me, here I am. But I said, I remember, that's what you did for me. That's Let me great, tell you, it's, it, it, that's a hard phone call to make because you're like going, ah, it's going to be hard. It's duty. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about it or whatever. Yeah, and, it takes strength. And it does. And, yeah. and it, takes, it takes strength to make the call and, and, and to receive the call. Sure. But making the call is harder than probably than receiving it. But I'm going to tell you, people that... Uh, there's it happens a, to everybody. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Some oh, people sure. worse than others, but like, for sure. there's no reason we all shouldn't be more supportive of each other's mistakes. And, and here's the thing. 
I don't need to know your business. I don't need Kokomo Scanner. I don't need to know your business. And I don't listen and to any. I don't. I, I, you know the people that to, go to my own detriment because people like a lot of stuff people talk about socially are relevant things, and I don't know what they're talking about. Can, can you? Can you? I don't want to hear any of that. This is this is. Uh, I don't know what kind of demographics you got, but this would probably piss off some people. But can you imagine a life where every morning when you barely open your eyes, you look at Busted.com? I don't even know what that is. That's where all the mug shots are from the previous arrest from the previous night. Oh, I'll bet that makes people feel real good about themselves. There's a ton of people, Dustin, that every day, part of their morning routine, along yeah. with coffee and well, along with everything else, is looking at the uh, arrest records and looking at <laughs> busted.com. For and entertainment then, or to make sure that somebody they know doesn't need well, bailed out. That's what they say. <laughs> that's the that's compassionate, what they say. narcissistic but, but what they're doing is they're taking screenshots yeah. and sending it to people and laughing. Oh, can, look at this. Oh, yeah. This person got arrested. The and and uh, oh, I knew this person was probably doing this that's mm. but there's people that that's their life and, yeah. and they start their day off like yeah that. i don't want to make fun of them though because for, to start with i forgive them oh uh, and, and for and secondly like i really hope better for them because the the person they're really hurting is not the person they're making fun of no and and i'm not so i'm just going i i all i'm saying is I can't imagine that yeah. my starting my life out I would kick by my worrying own ass. by worrying about what somebody else did. Now, yeah. if if uh, if someone say you know takes me and goes, hey, so and so got busted the other day for this, whatever, I might text that person and go, "Are you all right?" Well, sure. Negativity is like a drug. Oh. It is so attractive. I I mean, I try my hardest to be strong, and I I probably. F- Compared to most people I meet, I feel like I'm very good at not being attracted to negativity. But with that said, that's only because I know I'm honest with myself and I know like how attractive it is to me. Like everybody would like to gossip. Like it just triggers oh, it, something deep inside it's, of you. It's, it's like, yeah, it, it is. You it, have to fight that. Yeah, it, you it's, have to. So my philosophy is I stay in my lane unless I got to come in your lane to help you. That's a good. And you know when you cross the line to go into that lane, oh, for like sure. you're being, you're going to be tempted. Now. Yeah, because because if you're going to rubberneck, so if you're going down the road and 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 there's a fire or a police car or whatever, if you're slowing down so you can look to see what's going on, or are you slowing you down, be, or, or are you going, ah man, that you better guy's be ready to get family. out and help. Yeah, or, <laughs> yeah. or or to say, you know, I'm just sick about this, even if you know. But yeah. I don't know, man. I because. Because I'm at the point now where I want everyone to win. Somebody will say, somebody will say, hey, can you believe Dustin bought a brand new car? And, and my God, he works here and she works here. And how do they afford that? And I go, they got a new car? Awesome. That's, that's a great car, man. I said, good for them. Yeah. I don't care. It's not my business. I don't make the payments on it. And But they're, but I want good. If you're winning, good for me. If you're winning, it doesn't affect me at all. But there's some people that they're... Yeah. Because let it's me tell you... It's not good for them. Well... They think information is power. Well, that that that's why scanner is that's why scanner is popular. Is. That's why bus.com because they think if I can break this story to my friend group, I yeah. can break the story that this happened. I have information. Somebody said, "Hey, did you hear somebody got, you know, uh, I saw a police car down at, at, at the Dollar General." Oh, well, it was I'll tell you who it was. It was this guy and this way. That yeah. becomes power for them. Yeah. And and so that's why they like to know that stuff. That's true. I feel like information well, let's say it like this. If information is power, then the the truth is an atom bomb. 
Oh, so stick to that power. Yeah, yeah. And, and I tell you what, your feelings and your uninformed opinions and judgments upon people is not the truth. Like, and I tell it to myself all the time. Like, I think this, and I'm like, wait, why do I think that? I'm like, I know, like, I know that's uninformed. I don't know what the story is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm no detective. I'm just trying. I'm not going to yeah. try to take these clues and and then put it together because what happens? Plus, is, it happens to. To each of us, you know, once it happens to a person, I feel like it helps with their empathy. Like it's, you know, for various reasons, I've been, I was actually being canceled before cancel culture started. Like it's been a regular thing in my life, just the various reasons, you know, I've, all kinds of shit has been said about me. And I developed my own way of dealing with it because a lot of people, I also had a lot of followers. So a lot of people would come up to me and say, hey, you know, people are saying this about you. I'm like, man, why? Their stories of me, of my mistakes, are always so much more interesting than what really happened. Like, oh, yeah. I, so I always used to just tell people, like, man, go back and tell them that I wish that I was half as interesting as <laughs> oh, they make me out oh, to yeah. be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I've heard all this stuff about me, and I go, God, I was killing it, wasn't I? Yeah, I, right. I said, man, <laughs> I, was, I was killing life. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, I don't. I really don't care what anybody thinks about me. It, it's it's uh, that's a process, and because it's hard, because I prefer them to think well of me. Yeah, I, I do too. But uh, that's a good that's that's honesty because I do too, and I I can say I don't care, I don't care. But and I, but I will say this: I have people in my life that their their value holds different weight with me. Yeah, there are some people that I go. Oh, I don't want to disappoint this person. I really value this person, and I really. And there's other people mm. I go. You know what? This person said that. <laughs> they can say whatever they want, man. I mean, that's true. Because this person, this or this demographic means so very little to 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 the, the positively in my life. And other people I go. Ah, I don't. You know, I. Uh, it's but, true. How much do you trust this person that's saying it? That helps oh. you decide how much it should. You should feel it. The other way I look at things, if you're interested, is the, the Stoic method, which is old, but I find it extremely useful in this case, is that about you, you always know, for one thing, you can't control other people's opinion of you. So mm -hmm. you can't control your reputation. It's not in your control. Correct. It's in your influence, but not in your control. Um, and also, you are the only one that actually knows for sure what the truth is. Mm -hmm. So if someone else is saying something about you that you know for sure isn't true, the only thing to think is that they're mistaken. Mm -hmm. That's it, a good. Yeah, I and you should that. feel like yeah. sympathetic towards them because they believe something that isn't true and that's bad for them. But it shouldn't hurt you at all. Yeah, it's 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 hard because we are, um, and in this, it's worse nowadays in the click culture because now. We're also um, uh, the the dopamine from likes and clicks and hearts and all that stuff is all the social is, acceptance. So so that's even harder now than ever. That's deeply and, biological, and, and it's it sure it is. And so if if you're already suffering for that, and then all of a sudden you um you know you're caught up in that because uh, and so it's just hard. But what I think is is how can I how can I um, be self-aware of when I'm doing certain things or saying or have a, uh, exhibiting certain behavior? And I go, then enough to go, you know what? That's petty or that's wrong thinking or that's gossip or that's this. And go, I just want to put the brakes on that and go, um, really, uh, 
where am I at right now? How can I be? Because how can I be the best Kevin there is? And to be the best Kevin, um, talking to her about somebody else does not make me the best Kevin, for sure. That's that's true. It, it, it doesn't. And so I'm the best for others when I'm the best for myself. That's 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 exactly right. That's great wisdom. Yeah, man. I don't know what else you could possibly say other than that. Um, I would say I have a question for you. Yep. If, if I don't know if this would be a good thing or a bad thing, but let's say this thing went viral and like tons of people listened to it. What would you want to have a chance to say to them if you had that chance? Like, what would you? What message would you give people? And how old are you now? I'll be fifty nine next month. Fifty nine. Traveled all over the world done all kinds of adventures, met all kinds of people. You've learned all kinds of amazing skills of listening and forgiveness and um, learning and all kinds of stuff. I can't even have time to go over all of it. What If you had to pick one thing to tell people, what do you think you would tell them? Know the difference between a groove and a rut. you got to expand on that. A groove, if you get in a groove... Where, where it just you automatically kind of slide into it, and a groove is where things are going good, and your things are going well, and you're on the right path, and your uh, things are happening, and you're traveling in the right direction. But a rut can look very much the same. But the rut means that you are you just falling into that. You haven't changed. Mm. You're just you're just constantly you're in this, and it becomes comfortable, and it becomes mm-hmm. um, it becomes too easy, and. A rut's nothing but a grave with the ends kicked out. Uh, oh, nice. So, yeah. so, uh, so when you're in a, when, so what happens is it's you a great get, distinction. When, when you get into groove, where all of a sudden, um, you know, my uh, mentally, um, physically, spiritually, emotionally, everything's going well, and I and it's 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 I feel like it's all just in this groove, and so you kind of keep working with it. But what happens is real easily you can stay in that same spot because it's so easy and so comfortable. And so I think for your life to keep growing and keep moving forward, you've got to stay in that groove, but not in a rut. The rut is where it just automatically happens. You put it in autopilot. And then what happens is, is you wake up and it's one week and then six months and then 10 years and then a lifetime. And you realize um, this is a rut. I've, I've not tried anything new. I've not got out of this. I've not got out of this, this certain path that I've, I'm in. And uh, you're allowed to evolve. You're allowed to be different. You're allowed to reinvent yourself. And who you are, um, who you are, 20 years ago, or 10 years ago, or even a month ago, is not who you have to be tomorrow. And so, man, know the difference between a groove and a rut. And get in a groove, and groove's good, and keep progressing forward. But when you start feeling like um, the only thing that changes is the calendar. Man, that's a that's a that's a rut. It, it's 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 a rut. It's it's uh it's death on two legs. Wow, yeah, that's great, dude. I've never heard that anything like that way of putting it. That's so good. I think I think we should probably end on that. It was that that's everything you need. Well, thanks for the opportunity. It's dude, I really thanks enjoyed for coming to, to talk. Yeah, to man, me, this man. is awesome. I enjoy talking I, to I you. I knew and, when I I knew I was going to pull some be able to get some incredible wisdom out of you. 
I appreciate the hell out of it. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. And, and uh, this, what I like about this experience is um, this feels like a talk between friends with headphones on. It, yeah, that's, that's good. That's what I was shooting for. Yep. That's excellent. All right, man. Thank you. I yep, appreciate thanks. it. Thanks. Yep. Yeah.